0: I have had genital herpes for over 20 years, and at the beginning, I didn't tell anyone I was sexually active with.
1: Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave. Are those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing? Really, the how, the what, the when, the where, and the why. Today, my guest is Bianca. Now, Bianca, I have a question for you. <gasps> dun dun dun. <laughs> what is your secret?
0: My secret is I have had genital herpes for over 20 years. And at the beginning, I didn't tell anyone I was sexually active with.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, let's dig in. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's dig in.
1: (laughs) So here, the first question I'm just going to ask you is when did you contract the virus?
0: Now, that's the story. Okay. Yay. <laughs> well, why why else would you be here? But I'm
1: so glad you're coming on and talking about this because I do know a lot of people, just so you know, especially in sex and love addicts anonymous that have this. Yeah. So I'm beyond grateful you're coming to educate and inform and tell a little story.
0: Yeah. And I want to tell this story cuz I know I'm not the only one who has done this, okay? So I so I'm I'm originally from London and so so it's been over like say maybe just almost 20 years. And so I was first told possibly in quotation marks by when I went to the doctors just for an annual checkup. A sexual health checkup and it was like a possibility. So what do yeah, you mean? Yeah. What do
1: you mean? They just said you might have it, you might not
0: yeah, have they, it they saw like a like a saw, but they wasn't they couldn't really test for it because it wasn't um at, you know it wasn't at that stage. So they like saw, inflamed oh, or yeah, inflamed, okay yeah right. yeah that's a right right word. So mm-hmm. I went with okay well they didn't confirm it so I don't have it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was the denial. I refused right. to look into it anymore. I was like, well, he said, maybe I am going with maybe because I didn't want to know who wants to know that. Who wants to confirm that? Who wants to go back and ask everybody? And I kind of asked around on the low, low, but wasn't, you know, really committed to it.
1: Well, here's my question before we get more. And into I was in that. my early 20s. That's that what I want to say. How old were you? Yeah. And that stage in your life where you think you're invincible. Were you in that stage of your life?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I was in my early 20s. I mm-hmm. must have been about, I don't know, maybe 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in the early stages and, you know, you're sexually active. So who wants to deal with all that? Who wants to own all of that? So after I was like, well, I can't find anything. No one else said they had it. So maybe it was wrong. And I'm just going to go with I don't have it.
1: So you kept a secret (laughs) from yourself. You like literally legit was like, I don't see it. It's not there. It's not happening. It's a secret to myself. I'm just going to
0: store it back in my brain somewhere. (laughs) Yep, just in denial, told denial. Total, because I was scared of what that would mean for my future and what it says about me as a woman, if you have a sexual transmitted disease. And so, you know, also at that stage, I was a lot more insecure than I am now. <laughs> I was nowhere as brave or as courageous that I am now. So well, that you're was not happen.
1: Especially, I feel like the pressure society puts on young girls on top of, you know, getting a STD or something, all that pressure, I can imagine that you are not as brave and as strong and as confident because we don't know ourselves until I think
0: our 40s. That's how I feel. I mean, 20s and 30s, you think, oh yeah, 20s. Okay, we'll have fun. 30s, yeah, I'm finally 30. And then you get to four, you're like, whew, I made it. I am here. I have arrived. I am the boss. No one can tell you anything. It really, you don't care
1: about anything. I don't care about what people think of me, what they think I'm wearing. Even my husband, he's like, wait, you don't... I'm like, no, I'm doing it for me.
0: This is for me. Like,
1: I don't care.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like what did I do? Like now this might be TMI, but now I don't care about shaving my armpits to make sure they're absolutely cleanly shaved. I don't even, I'm like, whatever. If you're going to see some hair, you're going to see some hair. We're just going to keep it moving. It is not a big deal as it used to be. Yeah.
1: And that's why I'm so glad you're a woman. You're coming on talking about having this STD for 20 years. 20 years. Okay. So let's go back. We got off track, but let's go back. Like, so the doctor told you a maybe you said, no, thank you. And then what happened?
0: So a few years later, I, so I moved to um, Atlanta when I was 26 And so I went to the dermatologist. I don't even remember why I went. Maybe it was, I felt like I was having ingrowing hairs or something like that and a problem with it. So I ended up going and then the dermatologist confirmed and said, you have herpes. And he was like, oh, you know, everyone has it. No problem. Be fine. And I'm like looking at him like, no, I'm devastated. Yeah. Okay. So I find that out and I still didn't tell. I still slept with people and didn't, know. I was wow. too caught up in the shame and the embarrassment and fear of rejection. So it was about one or two people, and I'm like, oh, so one or two, yeah, two, and maybe three. No, it was two. That was a situation with, and I, I, um, I um, talked to a friend, and I told them, and I revealed to them, and they were like, "You got to tell," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" I, I, I was like, so scared. Cause it was two people I told, I told them both and it was at different times. One was of course scared and worried, but, you know, I gave them as much as I could and, um and told them, you know, to go get tested. The other one didn't want to talk to me anymore. Um, Eventually a, a while, maybe a year or so after they did start talking to me again and, you know, we're actually cool. Actually both of them, like, you know, it's still cool. And So you're friends um, with
1: both of them still. Mm-hmm, yeah. Did they end up getting it?
0: No, no, thankfully. Yeah. And there were other partners I had. So remember I said that I was told and I didn't like accept it and I was in denial and I, and I told them. Um, so those and they were they were OK. They're like, well, why didn't you just say it before? You know, I would have been cool. Like you just, you know. And so oh, I feel all hot telling you. <laughs> I felt this hot flush.
1: Like, oh. <laughs> bringing well, memories. <laughs> I know it does bring memories, right? Because when we don't live our truth, when we don't tell our truth, yeah. it like creates all that anxiety yeah. and takes you back to that time when you Whew. feel so powerless even over your own
0: body. Yeah. And so but when I told the ones in America, it it that rocked me that was like when I finally was like ah I have to accept this and that that was tough I you know you go through no one's ever going to want to be with me Mm -hmm. I'm dirty um how can this how did this happen who did I get it from and after a while I just stopped trying to stress myself about who did it come from? Because I just didn't feel like I was ever going to find out. I have a suspicion, but I just, I just not even bringing it up. Um, So you kind of have an
1: idea though. Like if you go back in the time, you're like,
0: I think I know who the culprit was. I think. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing with genital herpes, Mm -hmm. you don't really know. You're not, they might not even know that they had it and passed it on. So they could be telling you, no, no, but they do, but they didn't know.
1: No, that's what I just found out recently. And it was so interesting that we're talking about this because just yesterday, my whole meeting at Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous was about this. I was like, how strange because yes, I swear to God the other day and I was like, I'm about to do this interview. And I was like, wow, this is God speaking. And it's One of the informations is you can have it and never have an outbreak and never know you get it if you're not tested for it.
0: Exactly. And they don't test for it. Yeah, You have to request a test.
1: So I could have it and have no idea, you know? So yeah, it was very fascinating. And it's scary going out into the world, though, and saying, I have this thing. Do you want to date me?
0: Like that's terrifying, absolutely terrifying, absolutely. Like, and that's the reason why I didn't tell, and and that's why I like to share my story that I didn't tell, because I know there's other people who are sleeping with people and have not told them, and I get the shame and the embarrassment and the tunnel and, and just like your own isolation and how can you, now you've done it. How can you go back and do it? And I know people who still do it. I know people who do that. You do. Um, yeah, yeah. I tell, and I tell them, you know, I say, here this is what I done. I was taking away people's choice. Mm. I was. And so when you're not telling you're taking away someone else's choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I understand it's so scary and so shaming. Um, But then you're not able to live in your truth. Like you were, you were saying, when we don't live in our truth, we feel uncomfortable. We feel anxious. And in the truth is, you know, I'm so much more than my diagnosis. I'm not my diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Um, My diagnosis doesn't define who I am. That's something that I have. It's like, if, you know, we always talk about genital herpes, but we don't talk about cold sores. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly the same thing, but it's in a different place on your body. Yeah. It's the, Thank you for saying that
1: because it's so true. And I have yeah. I get cold sores when I get really stressed out and it's hot weather. I have had like two before. See. And but see, I still get embarrassed if I have like a little one and I can't like kiss my husband. It's embarrassing. And right. So I get that shame and that stigma in a different way. Exactly. But even being a sex and love addict. I know a lot of people when they are dating, they don't want to say, Hey, I'm in this program. Hey, I have a problem with relationships Mm -hmm. because there's so much stigma and shame.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's, and that, that stigma and shame is why we keep on, why we're not talking about the, the, the diseases and why they keep going because of the shame associated with that and how people begin to look at you. Um,
1: I do want to ask you a question. I want to take you yeah. back to the first time you lived your truth and you told someone you were dating that you had it. Yeah. How, how did that conversation go? <laughs> what was the feeling and what was the outcome?
0: Yeah, I, I, I like telling that part. Um, I mean, so I told this guy. I, I don't even remember how the conversation, how it came up, but I just shared it with him, and he was so okay. So the fun part was calling my friend after. <laughs> I told it. He said it's okay. <laughs> you're like, and it's just like, yay! Yeah. i five. <laughs> you're like, whoo. I think the first time you're like, whoo, okay. It's not as 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 bad. Um, and so he was really cool. He knew about it. So it wasn't, I didn't feel dirty. I didn't, you know, it was still, you know some of that anxiety. And I always say this to people, what also helped is my male friend, one of my male friends, and even the males that after I told they were still okay. I think that helped me too, to build my confidence and let me know there are men out there that are not going to reject you. Um, and that you can find people who, who will accept you and will be understanding. And I think that helps build confidence and not, um, let me feel so isolated. So, yeah, that that the first time it was like, okay, but then I had another time Mm -hmm. where it didn't go well and that person didn't want to be with me. So what did they say to you? Do you remember? I don't remember. They were like, "Uh, okay, And then we just didn't really talk after that.
1: They ghosted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) See, but that's the thing that some people are going to accept you and some people are not. And that's okay. And that's what I teach just my kid, just in general. I'm like, some people are going to like you and some people are not. And it's the same thing with dating, with if you feel like you have this stigma and shame in any way that you're different or not normal, you know, whatever normal is. But it's like some people are not going to be okay, and it doesn't define you.
0: No. And that and that's and I think that's what it comes to. You know, I hear a lot of people talk about that when they did do find out their diagnosis and i'll say this happened to me maybe a bit after Mm -hmm. but they did a lot of self-seeking it caused them to do more self-seeking and look inward and kind of slow down and and build up on their confidence and insecurities and it does put do that when you're willing to accept it you know i was in denial i mean you you can relate to accepting that you have a problem right
1: uh, 100% <laughs> i mean yeah have you have you read the book like yeah it's to see this part of yourself where you are different from other people is really hard to go mm-hmm. out into the world and feel good about yourself so i agree instead of acting out, it's like, wait, let me go inwards and see where I have to work on myself to build
0: myself up. Cause it doesn't matter what other people say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it, so, you know, just doing that, having education, having that support system, you know, it took a few years. I told my mom, but it took me years before I told my mom, I just, and it and it came to that point where I felt like I, I really want to share this with her. It wasn't, you know, I felt like at that point I was holding back and wanted to share that. And she was really supportive and she was like, well, thank you for telling me. It was just on my heart to share. Yeah. And, um, and so I, so it took me a few years to do that. And then, uh, and then two years ago, I knew I would do this at one point. God, God was like, oh, you're going to share this with the world. I'm like, hell no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The
1: God's like talking to you and you're like, no, 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 no. That's me. That was me. I was like, yes. no, I'm not interested. I don't want to do it. Leave me alone. Yes. And it kept like coming yes. at you. Yeah. Tell me yes. about that. So when was your God shot moment? Like you just kept hearing. that it? was
0: It was once and it was years ago. Mm-hmm. it was like maybe maybe six seven years ago it wasn't oh you're gonna share it and it was the next day it was like you're gonna do it And I'm like no and maybe put that back away back in that denial <laughs> totally and then, and then one day I was on Instagram hmm and I was scrolling for a hashtag, I guess, people to be on, on my um, first podcast. And it was um, a no shame. And I saw this this woman, Stephanie, and she was sharing she had um, about her genital herpes. And I was like, oh, is this what people do now? They share. So then I started to, to hashtag genital herpes on. And I was like, oh, my gosh, all these people are sharing. And so they inspired me. Yeah. Um, oh they inspired me and i'm like oh and then i was like oh it's that time (laughs) and as i was doing this you know my first podcast authentic wednesday and i'm like i can't i cannot be on here and not share this it it, it's not that i don't feel like being authentic you have to share everything about you Mm -hmm. i just feel like i knew for me that i wasn't being authentic because i knew what god wanted me to do so that's different that's different
1: and you did the healing that you needed to do before you did that. And you yes. and I call it oversharing. And that's like a form of like love bombing and oversharing and trauma bonding that you overshare before you've actually healed. So I mm-hmm. love that you said like it took you a long time to talk about your journey. Yeah. So go on. Yes. So
0: I just I'm so proud of you. <laughs> no, thank you. So I, I, I it, it took a while. And then uh, I was like, okay, how am I going to share this? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to have someone interview me because it it just felt better. So then I go to my friend, um, who's my business partner. He's my friend. He's a business partner, fellow uh, therapist, and he's in the office next to me. So I knock on his door. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, I need to tell you something. He's like, what? I was like, so first I have to tell him I have genital herpes. He's like, okay. And then I want you to interview me. And I was very strategic because I wanted a man. I didn't want a woman. Um, and I was very strategic in that. Why didn't you want a woman? I'm just curious. Because um, I wanted a man to interview me. And just from my personal perspective of, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm i heterosexual. So to me, that was more powerful for a man to interview a woman when there's so much stigma amongst men rejecting women for having genital herpes. And I right. wanted and that was my thought process. There's a, a method behind my madness. And so that's why I wanted to have that. We kind of call that, you know, in therapy, everyone of therapists, we call that, um, oh my God, it's just gone out my head. <laughs> the name. It's like a therapeutic relational repair. I cannot think of the name right now. So like if you're a female and you have a male therapist, yeah, um, you're repairing that relationship, perhaps if you didn't have a good one with your dad. So yes,
1: and which my therapist was a woman cuz I had a lot of work with women to do. So
0: there you go with that one. <laughs> there you go. See? Um and so and that's why I wanted him. And of course I trust him. And so it went and he was like, "You know, wow, thank you for sharing. First of all, thank you for choosing me, and it was a phenomenal interview." Um and so we just went ahead and did it. And then uh and then the day was approaching and I'm like uh, okay. Yeah. I was okay and I had someone else that was just checking in. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. It's going to come out. I'm I'm cool. I'm good now. Um because I think at that point I was at the stage where I wanted to share to set up a people free. Yeah. I didn't I wasn't at the stage where I needed you to tell me, "Oh, um you're going to be okay." I wasn't at that
1: stage. To reassure you, it was actually you were like doing it to be of service to other people. Yeah, so exactly. They didn't feel
0: alone. Right. Yeah. And that was the whole point. So it comes out. Share. Everyone's like, amazing. Love it. You know, all the comments. Thank you for being so brave. And then comes the inboxes. Then comes the phone calls. Then comes the emails. Then comes the texts. Me too. Something similar happened to me, and it was oh my god! I just heard it. I have to talk to you. Do you have five minutes? Thank you for so much for sharing. And that was like <sighs> that, that made it all worth it,
1: right? Just even one of them, right? That's what I said. If I can have one person not feel alone, then mm-hmm. I we've you know we've done our job. Like yeah, it's not yeah. mine anymore. The story is not mine anymore.
0: Yeah. And it just made it all worth it. Everything I went through, everything I did, I wouldn't change a single thing because if I changed it to a point where, oh, well, I accepted it, then I wouldn't have the story of relating to people who slept with people and didn't tell. Yeah. And that is a
1: powerful thing to say. Like I did this. It wasn't great, but it doesn't define me as a person. Like I always say I've done bad things, Mm -hmm. but I'm not a bad person.
0: Yeah. We're all in fear and being abandoned and not being loved and that is exactly what it is. And so when you get to that point where you're like, you know, I love me. and Are you going to love me too? You have a choice. You do, you don't, but I'm still going to love me. It no longer has that, that, that sting. Um, and so, yeah, you're just rewriting your whole, your whole narrative. Like you are not your diagnosis. Like yeah. That's what I want people to know. Like you're way more than that. And, um, you know, it hurts and it's shaming and it's embarrassing. Or if you know the person who got, who gave it to you and didn't tell you, then, you know, you're angry. Yeah. Um, you know, thankfully I was in a, in, I hadn't passed it on to anyone. So, you know, I'm thankful for that. I think I probably would have went through another devastation, but then I would have had a story to tell. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this is, this is where I am. And this is why I continue to share this story. And are you dating now are you seeing someone i'm open to dating but i'm not dating anyone um i am also um, i'm i'm also abstinent but that's not because of um the genital herpes because i slept with people when i had genital herpes after i told them i always let people know that like i didn't stop having sex because of genital herpes it was other just more spiritual reasons why um i haven't um so yeah no i'm open if anyone wants to reach out
1: (laughs) love that we're like becoming a dating service.
0: Secret life dating service. <laughs> because I feel like like uh you've heard my story so you yeah. like you you know everything. You know what to do. Now. Totally <laughs> don't have to now.
1: Well, that's the beautiful thing. It's like two people sharing their truth and it's like that it just gets released and it and it's going to help the world and I'm so grateful you came on. You know, I know you talk about it on your podcast, but you tell people about your podcast and hopefully we'll link the episode that you did with your therapist friend.
0: Yes, Um, I'll send that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send that to you. And that's the Authentic Wednesday. And I actually have my new podcast, which is coming out April 13th. It didn't break me. And I'm actually talking uh, again a bit more. I actually have my girlfriend actually interviewing me about what it was like to share my story. Um, to the world. So it's like, you know, the sharing part is a thing that you think is going to break you and it didn't. And so I just talk about what it's like and all the different people I shared with. And so you hear a bit more in depth and another angle. So it's the authentic Wednesday is the original. And then the new one is it didn't break me because it's never going to break you. If you don't let (laughs) it, you know, Um, well, thank you
1: for coming on. Thank you for sharing your journey. And if anybody needs any of her information, please check the show notes. And I'm so grateful to know you.
0: Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
1: And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast@icloud.com podcast at iCloud.com. Until next time.